Angela Howard, thank you so much for joining me for the EIEIEIO newsletter. I love bringing in other voices that are expert in topics that I'm still learning myself, especially to talk about equity and inclusion, which is something I know is near and dear to your heart and deep in your own experience. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Jim. Appreciate yeah. it. Good to be here. And what I'd like to do is ask you to help my readers make a link between a key emotional intelligence skill and the work that we're trying to do in equity and inclusion. So today in this newsletter, we're talking about emotional self-awareness. And the brief definition of that is recognizing and understanding one's own emotions to see how they influence thoughts and actions. And I'd love to hear how you would connect that to equity and inclusion. Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. And I'm glad you invited me to, to talk on this. This you know, really gets back to this idea, I think of, first of all, mindfulness and a little bit of self-regulation. So you know, I'll talk in the context of leadership because I think it kind of helps with understanding how this could play out um, in a situation. I mean, parenting could be another example, yeah. but we are not our best selves when we are under stress, in chaos, or we feel like we're under threat. And that is intentional because our brains are kind of wired to survive, right? So when we are put into survival mode, we are looking for shortcuts. We're looking for how do I achieve something the fastest? Not so much how do I do this in the most human way or the most equitable way? And that's really where bias comes in. Yeah. Bias sneaks in when we are not functioning at our best because we're looking for a shortcut. So I think it's really important that we are aware of how our emotions are, what they are, first of all, <laughs> like being able to acknowledge like something different is happening. Uh, you know, I do this a lot with my husband because I, uh, he knows I am not the best person when I am under stress and I'm not, I'm not the best friend, wife, partner, because um, I end up being a driver. Like I, I go straight for you know, tasks and process. And, mm -hmm. and that doesn't allow me to be, to be human and to check in on his emotions. Yeah. So I, I think as a, as a leader, as somebody in an organization or in a, in a community where you're looking to create equity and equity itself is providing um, equal outcomes, mm -hmm. providing equal outcomes. I think a lot of times people get equity and equality confused but equity does not equal equality all the time. Uh -huh. It's about um, understanding someone as a human being and being able to give them what they need to achieve an outcome. Yeah, and how could we do that without emotional awareness? I love how you knitted so many things together in such a short response uh, that this is a work skill that we can build. It's also important in our lives with our partners, with our families, with our friends. And that when we get dysregulated, when we get disrupted, our emotions get the best of us, uh, as we might say, that we might go to these default habitual responses that are shortcuts or biases that are going to negatively impact outcomes for people because we're not seeing people, we're not even seeing ourselves, and we're just responding uh, in a reactive way. We're reacting, not responding. Um, that's well, there's a, there's a lot of gold in there. Is there uh, anything else that you'd want to add to that? I don't know if there 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 would be, um, but just want to 
see if there's anything else that comes up. Yeah, I think the only thing in, you know, kind of tie a bow on this, um, but I, I think creating equity requires us to get to know and understand other people hmm. and to kind of come from a sense of humility that we are not always right. Hmm. So I think there's a layer of um, a vulnerability um, and, you know, you kind of think, well, vulnerability kind of sounds like maybe an emotion that if it's not regulated, you know, can, can end up being a bad thing, but vulnerability coming from the sense of humility, I think is the best outcome when it comes to equity. Yeah. Again, I, you know, so many things that resonate with my own experience and, and that, that fuzziness around vulnerability, where can it be not helpful to the situation? Where can it actually be something that's getting us more connected with ourselves, with other people and that it's in that sharing of emotions and listening to others that that exchange that we learn about ourselves, we learn about the other people so that we can understand what is the outcome that we want for all, us all to be able to achieve and, and get to, to equitability, to, to equity, excuse me. Yeah, it kind of sounds like, um, what's the term, uh, expansive intimacy. I heard this great term from somebody <laughs> that I know that kind of encapsulates what we just talked about. Well, that is the perfect off-ramp <laughs> for this section of the newsletter because in the next section, the other EI that we're going to connect to emotional intelligence and equity and inclusion is this thing that we know now as expansive intimacy. Angela, thank you so much. Quick um, uh, plug for where people can find you if they want to talk more with you about your frame on these uh, big important issues. Yeah, I talk more about this on my podcast, Social Responsibility at Work. And you could reach me um, on my website at AngelaRHoward.com. Angela, thank you. It's so good to connect with you again and get to be in one of these conversations. Can't wait for the next one. Thank you so much, Jim.